the Black Shore Arts Hour. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blackshaw Arts Hour. It's a very exciting episode because we're about to play for you the fantastic final adventure of Frankie Fightwell in its entirety as recorded at the Putney Arts Theatre back in May as our Wandsworth Arts Fringe offering. So, here it comes. Settle yourself down. Enjoy. Frankie Fightwell and the Nazi Man Spiders, Chapter 4. Slowly, carefully, Frankie picked her way through the oppressive darkness of the stony tunnel, brushing disturbingly large cobwebs from her path. She had no idea how far beneath the streets of London she was, but it felt like she was halfway to hell. Frankie allowed her hand to run along the unnatural walls as she walked. She had left the smooth, concrete train tunnels of the underground behind well over an hour ago. Hope I find somewhere to top up my oyster card. Shh! The passages she walked now were coarse and haphazard in places, as though they had been dug by a million frenzied claws. There were certainly no human tool marks in the dark rock that surrounded her. Interesting, murmured Frankie. Interesting. Frankie had no way of being certain that her missing friends had been taken this way, but her gut instinct told her she was on their trail. What had they discovered beneath the streets of London that had led to their kidnapping? What was she about to discover? She wondered aloud to herself. What am I about to discover? (laughs) Finally, up ahead, she saw a glimmer of light. Not the welcome light at the end of the tunnel, but a sickly glow that seemed to pulse like a warning beacon. Turn back, it seemed to say. But turn back was a cautionary phrase missing from Frankie Fightwell's heroic dictionary, along with no entry. And please wear seatbelt while vehicle is in motion. Maybe I can find a better dictionary down here. Shh! More cautious now, Frankie crept towards the end of the tunnel, her heart hammering in her chest. She brushed aside the final sheet of cobwebs and beheld a sight more horrifying than any she had seen before. (gasps) Oh, God! A vast cavern stretched before her, the distant walls unseen and unknowable. Banners of red-spun silk fluttered from the walls in a stale breeze, swastikas haunting their centres like thick, black spiderwebs. This wasn't what held Frankie's attention. She could not take her eyes off the row upon row of hideous hybrid man-spiders. Each of the six-foot arachnoids had their arms held out in a crude emulation of the swastikas on the banners. Together, their chittering, scratchy voices rose as one, echoing from the walls and ceilings. Spid Heil, they chanted. Spid Heil! Hang on. Spid Heil. What? Spid Heil. That's just terrible. I thought it was quite clever, actually. (laughs) 
I think the whole man-spider thing is stupid, if I'm honest. Now, Frankie Fightwell and the vampire sharks, that was a classic. <laughs> that story had more bite. Could really get your teeth into that one. Please don't pun about my work. And thankfully, it's not up to you. You're just... A frustrated male sexual fantasy thinly disguised as an empowering heroine. What? <laughs> no, you're not. You're inspirational. You're... I'm dressed like I've got to raid a tomb at nine and then hit the clubs at ten. There's no subtlety. Just short shorts. I'm just grateful you called me Frankie Fightwell and not... Sandra Sex Whore. Don't be ridiculous. It's young adult literature, for goodness sake. There's not a single suggestive line in any of your adventures. What about between the lines? I don't know where all this is coming from. You've been wearing those shorts for seven books without complaints, and they're not that short. Anyway, you know that's all nonsense. You know perfectly well you were created to inspire my daughter. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd forgotten about that. Sorry. It's fine. Look, can we just get back to it now? Yes, of course. We need to set an example for all the young women out there and show them exactly what to do when they run into a Nazi man-spider. Come in. Stuart, May, how are you doing? Am I interrupting? I thought I heard you talking to someone. Oh, no, just, you know... Thinking out loud. Just me here. Anyway, I'm not so bad. You? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How's the writing going? That's the pleasantries done then, is it? Oh, look, sorry, mate, but I've got no idea how far you've got on the latest Frankie Fightwell book. I don't even know what it's about. I know you don't like showing stuff before it's finished, but I've got the publishers on my back and I need something to give them. I mean, what's the title? Can you tell me that at least? The eighth Frankie Fightwell book is called Frankie Fightwell and the Nazi Man Spiders. And it's going very well, thank you. Whoa, 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 whoa! Frankie Fightwell and the Nazi Man Spiders? You can't call it that. What? Why? Well, what if it offends someone? <laughs> offends who? Nazis? To be honest, I think I can live with that. But all I'm saying is that well, these are interesting times. I spent ages online talking up your books on Twitter and Facebook, and well, I've seen which way the wind is blowing. Things are changing. No point in cutting off a growing market demographic. Look, how about this instead? Frankie Fightwell versus the progressive liberal man spiders. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, let's imagine for one second that we live in the nightmarish world you think we do. Let's say the Nazis are back and they're big into the Frankie Fightwell series for some reason. <laughs> Aren't they better known for burning books than reading them? As long as they pay for them first, I don't really care what they do with them. <laughs> if you've come here to make me uncomfortable, then job done. If not, then why are you here? You never visit me at home. Well, I can't drop in on my favourite author unannounced. I thought Stephen King's lawyer asked you not to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. You should put that in the book. No, I'm here because, speaking purely as your agent, I have some um, concerns about the Frankie Fightwell series. Me too. These tunnels are freezing and my legs are cold. Concerns? <laughs> Meaning what, exactly? Well, sales for the series are down. I know that, you know that, and the publisher certainly knows that. What? Well, I know that the fifth book had the most sales, and the numbers have been dropping a bit since then. But, but book eight will be Frankie's best adventure yet. Damn right. Yeah? 
What's going to be so good about this one? Will we finally find out who Frankie's father is? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm planning on quite a long story arc with that subplot. Mate, it's been eight books. <laughs> that arc is so long you could fit two of every animal on it. <laughs> Seriously, mate. I consider wrapping that one up, and all the other subplots too, because, well, this might be the last Frankie Fightwell book. No. I'm sorry, Stu, but the publishers don't want to renew your contract. What? But listen, don't panic. Don't panic? Don't panic? You're telling me my livelihood is about to be taken away, but not to panic? When should I panic, Dominic? When would you like me to schedule my panicking? Because, ooh, right now seems like a great time, if I'm honest. Just calm down. It's all fine. I have a plan. Oh, great. Very reassuring. What do you suggest? Other than marketing the books to Nazis as bonfire material. Well, I've been thinking. Nothing draws people back to a series like the tragic demise of a long-running character. What are you saying? Well, if someone important dies, the old fans will come rushing back to buy it. We'll need to market it right, of course. But it'll be like car crash television. People will want to know exactly how it happens. How the character dies, I mean. Sort of like morbid curiosity. Sales will be up, the publishers will change their mind, and you can start again with a brand new contract, a brand new series, and a brand new character. But There's only one thing for it. Trust me. You need to kill off... Frankie Fightwell. Well, this is awkward. As Frankie crept deeper into the tunnels in search of her kidnapped friends, she was certain she had evaded detection by the Nazi man-spiders. However, in this assumption, she was dead wrong. <gasps> Without warning, a brood of three hideous arachnoid beasts unfolded themselves from the suffocating gloom a short distance in front of Frankie. The first Nazi man-spider paused to make a weird clicking noise with its mandibles. Is it a threat? A challenge? Either way, the man-spider scuttled towards Frankie with frightening speed. The creature's unfeasibly large legs tattooed a rhythmic clack, clack, clack on the floor of the tunnel, and its jaws flexed with an unnatural hunger as it reached for her. Ew! But Frankie Fightwell was nobody's dinner. With an incredible display of athletic prowess, Frankie launched herself into a backflip! <laughs> no, hold on! Frankie launched herself into a double backflip, out of the man-spider's reach. <laughs> Landing neatly on her feet. <laughs> she had bought herself some space. But was it enough? The first of the hideous man-spiders closed in again, reaching out faster this time. This had better not be it. Be what? How I die? Don't be stupid. You're not going to die. Well, not in Chapter 5. I'd definitely save that for the finale. Stuart! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just teasing. Well, so you're definitely going to ignore Dominic's advice. You're not going to kill me off. He's only my agent. That doesn't mean he knows everything. Well, that's not what you said when he first agreed to represent you. Ooh, Dominic. You're so great. You're so wonderful. I love you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. 
doesn't sound anything like me. I'd only kissed him once. <laughs> it was a different time. I was young and naive. You were 45. Young in terms of my novel writing career, I mean. You didn't exist then, either. Can you promise me that I'll continue to exist? Forever? Well, I mean, no one exists forever. Stuart, this may come as a surprise to you, but I don't want to be eaten by Nazi man-spiders. If you write that, then Frankie Fightball fans everywhere will throw rocks at you in the street, chanting, there goes Stuart, he's pretty stupid, let's throw rocks at him. Frankie, calm down. I promise that no matter what, I will not kill you off. Not now, not ever. Can we get back to work, please? Yes. And you say we're not going to find out who my father is in this one either? Nope. There will be plenty more books for me to drag out that subplot, trust me. Okay. Fine. Let's do this. Frankie's back was against the rocky wall now. She had nowhere to run. The abominable spider beast drew closer. Frankie, it hissed in a dusty voice. Frankie. So you've heard of me? Then you'll know that my last name is Fightwell. Frankie drew her arm back and punched with all her strength into the mutant creature's bloated thorax. Pow! In the blink of an eye, she withdrew her fist, clutching a hideously pulsating organ that leaked evil-smelling fluids. Oh. Whatever the organ was, it seemed that the spider creature needed it to live. <laughs> The soulless beast gave a hideous wail and collapsed onto the hard ground in a messy pile of thrashing limbs. Ha! Have a little taste of nominative determinism. Before the other two spiders could react to the messy death of their comrade, Frankie spun around and ducked down a side tunnel. She ran and ran until it seemed she had given her pursuers the slip. For the moment, at least. She could hear scuttling coming from distant tunnels, but it didn't seem to be heading in her direction. Frankie allowed herself a brief pause to take stock of her situation. She was miles underground, deep in enemy territory, armed only with her plucky determination and the ability to occasionally punch organs out of her enemies if they stayed still for long enough. It didn't look good, but it took more than bad odds to phase Frankie Fightwell. She had a job to do, that much was clear. She may have ventured down into the tunnels looking for her missing friends, but now, now she had seen what lay under the streets of London, she knew she could not simply walk away. Frankie had to destroy this nest of Nazi man-spiders before they could swarm up to the surface and subjugate the country, and perhaps the whole world. There could be no doubt that she had witnessed an army in that vast cavern, and every army had a commander. And what was a commander? besides the army's head. A head that Frankie Fightwell could punch clean off. <laughs> Without so much as a backwards glance, she strode off deeper into the heart of darkness. Now what? I'm thinking. Think faster, please. Be more patient, please. You made me a woman of action. Don't blame me. Why did you make me like this? I'm sorry? 
Why did you make me a woman of action? What's brought this on? I don't know. Being confronted with my possible death, I guess. If everything's going to change, I want to know why things are the way they are now. You're not going to die. It's like you don't trust me. And that hurts, if I'm honest. Oh, no, I, I trust you. I just don't trust Smarmy Dominic. The risk of cliché, let me worry about Dominic. And to answer your question, you know I made you like this to inspire Rachel. But why did you want to inspire her to be an action heroine? Why am I Frankie Fightwell and not Frankie Accountantwell? <laughs> <laughs> because no one is going to read Frankie Accountantwell and the promptly filed tax return. <laughs> Well, I don't know. There's probably a niche market for that sort of thing somewhere. I know you. If I made you anything less than you are now, you'd want me to kill you off because you'd be so damn bored with your existence. You're perfect how you are. You're just how I want you. Just how you want me? Well, like a doll where you can dress up. I'm starting to think you're trying to pick a fight today. Oh, Frankie Fightwell is looking for a fight. I wonder why. Look... I know this whole thing with Dominic has wound you up, and yes, perhaps it has also made you question your whole existence. I, I get it. That's not an easy thing to deal with. But please, think back to all the fun we've had over the years. Frankie Fightwell and the Whispering Moon. Frankie Fightwell and the Treasures of Olduvai. Frankie Fightwell and the Nightmare Crown. Frankie Fightwell and the Vampire Sharks, for goodness sake. I had fun writing those stories, and I know you had fun living them. And I want to keep writing them for years to come. Your work's not done, Frankie Fightwell. You still have people to inspire and lives to enrich. That's why I made you like a woman of action, to inspire Rachel to take control of her own destiny. Wow. That was a really good speech. You should be a writer or something. <laughs> well, if you'll let me, I'll be a writer right now. Please, be my guest. Picking her way through the twisting tunnels, Frankie slowly realised that every one of them was heading down towards a deeper darkness. Uh, you already used darkness. Sorry? Uh, the last bit was she strode off deeper into the heart of darkness. Then you just said, down towards a deeper darkness. Actually, you used deeper twice, too. Oh, right. Thank you. Picking her way through the twisting tunnels, Frankie slowly realised that every one of them was heading down towards an even blacker subterranean gloom. Nice! Thank you. <laughs> Finally, after nearly an hour of solitary travel through the stifling shadows, she reached a large chamber. Monolithic machines covered the walls, their exact purpose unclear, but their evil intent writ large across their forbidding bulk. Frankie stepped silently into the room, proceeding with all her instinct-born caution. At the centre of the room was an ornate chair and desk. Clearly, a very important person sat there. Not a man-spider, but someone with more human proportions. So, Miss Fightfell, finally you'll find your way to the centre of my web. Suddenly, someone emerged from the gloom. Someone who Frankie had never met before, and yet somehow looked horribly familiar. Who's this clown, Stuart? And why does he look and sound like Dominic doing a German accent? 
Still insolent to the last, I see. I am your arch nemesis, Victor von Fascist. <laughs> no, Victor von Fascist. <laughs> if Dominic has pissed you off enough to turn him into the bad guy in this one, why not be a bit more obvious? How about Dominic McHitler? Victor von Fascist is just a placeholder name. I'll come up with something better in the edit. Yes, my name is Victor von Fascist. It seems as though you haven't heard of me. Hmm. A pity. I credited you with more intelligence than that. What's that supposed to mean, Victor? I hope that you may have figured out by now that I'm the evil mastermind behind every single terrible thing that has ever happened to you. It was I who unleashed the madness of the Whispering Moon. It was I who conspired to steal the treasures of Aldrevi. And it was I who commissioned the final horror of the Nightmare Crown. And now I am creating an unstoppable army of deadly Nazi man spiders to destroy you and finally bring this miserable world under my control. Ah, of course. It all makes sense. So it was you who released the vampire sharks. The what? <laughs> the vampire sharks. Wasn't that you? Uh, no, I have no idea what a vampire shark is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, all that other stuff, though. I'm almost flattered that you'd go to all that trouble to try and kill me, and also weirdly embarrassed for you that you failed so many times. Then you are the only thing that stands between me and world domination. Killing you is worth any amount of trouble. You stand for everything that I hate. You're my greatest enemy, and I am your arch nemesis. Okay, arch nemesis, tell me one thing. How are you controlling the army of man spiders? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I suppose the information can't do you any good now. <laughs> you won't leave this place alive, and it would be a shame if my genius went unwitnessed. <laughs> I control the Nazi man spider's fears. What the hell are you doing? This! Oh my god. That is hideous. Don't let the real <laughs> pulsates fool you. It's actually quite ingenious. What is that? A pheromone gland I surgically crafted onto my torso. While it's on my body, the man spiders will be forced to obey my every command. There has to be an easier way to kill me and take over the world, surely. Something less convoluted than grafting a pheromone gland onto your body and creating armies of Nazi man spiders to do your bidding. Such as? Well, I mean... Hang on. Where did you even get the funding for all this? Nazi gold, obviously. Well, it doesn't matter how much gold you have. Your army of man spiders isn't here to protect you now. It's just you and me, Victor von Fascist. And if you want a final reckoning, you've got it. Actually, it's not just the two of us. I began filling this chamber with pheromones the moment I saw you. My man spiders are on their way. Turning her head to listen, Frankie realised that what Victor said was true. 
In the distance, down the endless, tangled knot of tunnels, she could hear the clack, clack, clack of hideous man-spider legs scraping against the bare rock. It sounded as though there were dozens of them, perhaps even hundreds, all pouring down the tunnels towards her. Definitely more than she could take on alone. Well, I did not see that coming, muttered Frankie to herself. (laughs) Nope. No, she did not. Come on. Well, I did not see that coming. Actually, yeah, you're right. Scratch that. (laughs) With a chilling certainty, Frankie realised she would have to flee further into the tunnels if she wanted to live to fight another day. This isn't over, Victor, she snarled, before making good her escape. This isn't over, Victor! Ha, 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 laughed Victor. Ha, 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 ha. novel. It's open. Hi, Dad. Not like you to knock, Frankie. I'll be ready to start again in a moment. Dad? It's me, Rachel. Rachel? I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. Come here. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. Sorry, I haven't been over for a while. Three years, Rachel. Yeah, like I said, sorry. Well, that doesn't matter. It's good to see you. Come and sit down. Would you like a cup of tea? I don't drink tea anymore. Have you got any coffee? Of course. Coffee then, please. Black. So what have you been up to for the past three years? How's Gary? He's gone. Gone? I mean, I dumped him. He's not dead or anything. Oh, that's good. I like Gary. I didn't. (laughs) I'm seeing Steve now. Oh, well, I'm sure Steve is lovely too. What does he do? Will I get to meet him? He's a full-time social media influencer. (laughs) And yes, I'll bring him over at some point. In another three years. Dad, I said I'm sorry. Sorry, sweetheart. I'm just pleased you're here. Do you still work at the call centre? No. Not anymore. So... I'm, I'm in between jobs. Oh. I'm sure something would turn up. Did you get the last Frankie Fightwell book that I sent you? Uh, yes. I did. Thank you. What did you think? It was fun. Yeah, I liked it. Did you find it inspiring in any way? Yeah. Well, sort of. Sorry, Dad, I I didn't actually have time to read it. But thank you for the personalised message you wrote in it. That really bumped up its values to the collectors on eBay. Rachel! Sorry, Dad. Look, I must admit, I never really liked your Frankie Fightwell stories. I found them a bit boring, if I'm honest. You found them boring? You found Frankie Fightwell and the Silent Station boring? You found Frankie Fightwell and the Vampire Sharks boring? Well, okay, the thing with the vampire sharks was kind of all right, but, yeah, I'm afraid I I wasn't really into the rest. But I wrote them for you. I wrote them to inspire you. I know, I know, I I appreciate the thought. It's just that I'd prefer to 
dad who spent time with me rather than trying to hand down perfect tomes of inspiration from his boring book-writing tower. Wow. Okay. I certainly wish we'd discussed this sooner. Dad, look, sorry, I didn't come here to upset you. I know that you're my favourite man in the whole wide world. I actually came to ask you something. So you didn't come back after all this time just to tell me I've been wasting the last 14 years of my life? No, of course not. Dad, I'm in quite a lot of debt. I owe money to a number of people. Some rather serious people. How much money? Um... Nearly 300k. 300,000 pounds? How? Why? That's not really important. Actually, (laughs) Rachel, yes, it is a little bit important. Gambling, drinking drugs, questionable investments that may have actually, in hindsight, been pyramid schemes. I don't know, I I didn't exactly get uh, itemised receipts. The point is, I've spent money that I don't have. And now you've come to the bank of Dad. Well, this may come as a surprise to you, Rachel, but I don't have that sort of money just laying around. But you're a famous writer. You're visiting in his tiny one-bedroom flat. Well, this is London. I just assumed it was still expensive. Not in this building, believe me. But they made a Frankie Fightwell movie. Didn't that get loads of money? You mean the straight-to-DVD adaptation of Frankie Fightwell and the Vampire Sharks? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the best. Although it was nice to see the actor who played Jaws getting some work again. But there must have been some money in it, though. I'm sorry, Rachel, but I spent most of my royalties paying your university fees and your rent and sending you substantial cheques every Christmas and birthday and any time you needed it in between. Not that I begrudged any of that. The rest went on paying my bills. I have a bit put aside, but I don't stuff all the profits under my mattress on the off chance that you need bailing out. How much do you have put aside? Not £300,000. 300000 How did you manage to spend that on drink and drugs and survive? Are you sure you don't need this money for a black market liver transplant? (laughs) Dad, this is serious. I need that money. You'll... Well, you'll have to write another book. An even more successful one. Oh, just like that. I'm glad you know the secret of writing a guaranteed successful book. Please, do share. Come on. I know you can do it, Dad. You need to make the next Frankie Fightwell book the most popular yet. Because I really need that money, Dad. I really need it. Come here. Can you, Dad? Write your most profitable Frankie Fightwell book yet? Something to... Really get the fans excited. Do it for me, please. Yes, Rachel. I think I know a way I could do that. Frankie, I I see you've beaten me to the writing desk today. Hello, Stuart. Yes, I have. And I couldn't help but notice this piece of paper. List of possible ways for Frankie Fightwell to die. Shot by Victor. Stabbed by Victor. 
eaten by Nazi man spiders. Tunnel cave-in. Bring back the vampire sharks for some reason. <laughs> Tragic skiing accident. She just explodes. Ah, uh, yes. How? How could you? Frankie. After everything we've been through, seven and a half books, 14 years of writing, and never mind all that stuff you said yesterday. What was it all for? To throw me away when I'm no longer making you enough money? It's not like that. Oh, no? Everything was fine until Dominic showed up. None of this had even occurred to you until he started talking about profits and falling sales, and, and you panicked. And oh, look, a day later, I find myself staring down the barrel of the frickin' Grim Reaper's to-do list. What a fantastic way to start the day. Got up, had breakfast, saw a name on death list, threw up a little in my mouth. Fantastic. Look, I'm not happy about this either. Oh, no. Well, you're not happy about this either. I feel so bad for you. I suppose I should be pleased that you're feeling so sad you seem to have forgotten how to write. Look at this nonsense. She just explodes. I don't even know where to begin with that one. Uh, but don't worry, I'm going to help you do some editing. Nope. Nope. No. No way. Definitely no. Absolutely no. Frankie. Stuart, I don't want to die. Well, no one really wants to die. I won't beg for my life, you know. That's not Frankie Fightwell. That's not me. I don't want you to beg, Frankie. Good. Because I won't. Good. Good. Fine. What made you change your mind? Sorry? What changed your mind about killing me? Was it something I did? No, Frankie. I honestly don't think you could ever upset me. Well, what was it then? And it better not just be the money or I will bloody punch you in half. Mm. Well, in a way, it is the money. <laughs> but, but not because I'm being greedy. Rachel came to see me yesterday. Rachel? Your daughter was here? But you haven't seen her in... Three years, yes. She seems to have got herself into quite a bit of debt. A lot of debt, in fact. Far too much for me to bail her out. At least, not without a best-selling book. Then write a best-selling book! Let's tell an amazing story! This isn't Game of Thrones! I don't have to be killed off just for the sake of it! Frankie, I'm so, so sorry, but I can't take the risk. Dominic... Dominic is right about the death of a major character standing a good chance of boosting sales. For all his personal faults, he really knows this business. I can't believe you'd kill me just to help Rachel. Well, Frankie, she is my daughter. I'd do anything for her. Aren't... Well, aren't I your daughter too? Well, I suppose. In a way, yes. I've never really thought of it like that. I guess I did create you. Haven't I been a more... Loyal daughter, haven't I always been there for you? You live in my head, so you haven't had much choice. <laughs> but yes, you've always been there. So why are you picking Rachel over me? Let her solve her own problems and we'll continue with our lives, just like we always have. Because Rachel is real. I always have to pick my real daughter over any imaginary one. Even when your real daughter is useless. You take that back. No, I won't. 
Because it's true. Well, maybe she wouldn't be so useless if you'd been a better role model. I created you to inspire her. If you'd managed that, then maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh. Maybe Rachel no, would have no. it together, wouldn't be in debt, no. and you could carry on living. Absolutely not. Do not try and blame me for this. You created me. You're responsible for every single word that I say. If I'm not inspirational enough, then it's your fault. Don't try and blame me. It's you that has failed. You failed Rachel, Stuart. Maybe you should have tried being a father figure rather than arrogantly assuming you had a better idea how to be a teenage girl than your daughter. I think you should leave. Well, you're just angry because you know I'm right. You failed Rachel and you failed me. Get out. And guess what? Because of that failure, you now have to pick between your two daughters. Get out of my home. Get out of my head. Get out! Oh, don't worry, I'm going. I know you've already picked one of us. And I know it's not me. Stuart. Stuart. Don't write my death scene while you're angry. You'll regret it. You know I'm right. Stop that, please. It's very annoying. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to distract you from murdering me. How inconsiderate I'm being. Come in. <laughs> Stu, May, how's it going? Two visits in two days. I finally feel you're earning your 10%. I'm here for you, Stu, buddy. You know that. How about a back rub? Okay. Ooh, you got a bit of a knot there. So, exactly how dead is Frankie Fightwell right now? She is very much alive, thank you. For the moment, at least. Uh, for the record, I hate you both. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Did you hear that? Hear, hear what? I think I just heard... Yeah, it was the distant sound of your plummeting sales figures. Very funny. Are you sure you don't want to write this for me? You seem good at jokes. No, mate, you're the writer. But you are going to take my advice, aren't you? Aren't you? Look, I know you're attached to the character of Frankie, but she's not real, mate. Screw you. Stop that. Look, sorry. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not trying to convince you to kill her, just to mess with you. I'm trying to help you. I'm thinking of your career. <laughs> and your cut. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, it'd be a lie if I said I wasn't. But I've got to help you to help myself, haven't I? Would you like me to help you think up some exciting ways for her to die? Something dramatic and gory? I really wouldn't, if it's all the same to you. Well, suit yourself. But remember, it can't be an anticlimax. It needs to be spectacular, heroic, memorable, tragic. Like when that um, old uh, wizard fell off that uh, tower. But with 50% with, with more tears and 100% more sales. Yes, thank you. I do understand. Memorable, iconic, life-changing. The death scene that defines a generation. So no pressure at all. Good. Great. Well, you get it. Uh, look, I've got to check in with another client. She uh, lives just around the corner, so I won't be long. Um, 
I'll drop back shortly to give you some more help. It's cool if I just let myself in, right? You really don't have to come back again today. I know, but well, this is important to me. To us. I'll be back soon. Remember, Stuart, kill your darlings. Kill your darlings. Have I ever mentioned that I really dislike Dominic? <laughs> Once or twice, yes. I'm not his biggest fan right now either. But don't forget that he was the young up-and-coming agent that gave me my break. If he hadn't taken a chance on me, you wouldn't have existed. Without him, I wouldn't have been famous, you mean. I'd still have existed in your head. Struggling to feel much gratitude for him at the moment, though. That's definitely understandable. Anyway, shall we get back to it? No. No? No. Not feeling it at the moment, if I'm honest. Come on, we just have a little bit more to do and then we're finished. Exactly. Just a little more to do and then I'm finished. It won't be that bad. Oh, hello, I'm Stuart. Don't worry about dying, Frankie. It won't be that bad. You're not going to die, just your character. I am my character. This is me, here, now, being my character. I am Frankie Fightwell. And when I die in the book, I'll be gone. Gone forever. What did you think would happen? Well, I mean, I thought you'd die in the story, but you'd, you know, still be around in my head. We'd still be able to talk, even if you were dead. Well, that's a totally normal thing to say, Stuart. Yeah, sure. If you write in a seance scene in the next book, then we'll be able to talk. Absolutely. Very funny. No, I mean, when we finish writing, everything else fades, but you're always still there, you know? That's because I've always survived all my adventures. Up until now. Up until now! <laughs> but now, now I have a gun to your head and we are at the end of your final adventure, Frankie Fightwell. Stuart. There's no one here but us, Frankie. Dad. <clears throat> what is it that you want, Victor Von Fascist? I want for you to die, Frankie Fightwell. You have foiled my plans for the last time. The time for elaborate schemes is over. You may have escaped my Nazi man-spiders and everything else I concocted to end you, but now I'm just going to shoot you in the head! Being gunned down in cold blood doesn't feel very heroic. Then I guess you should have been a better hero! Oh, screw you, Stuart. Who are you talking to? Who's Stuart? Ha! Ah! An excellent distraction, that's who. No matter, Frankie. I don't need my pistol. There's the fun in gunning you down. Then I can cut you up! Ha! You can try. Wait, wait, this isn't right. Time to die, Frankie Fightel! <laughs> Stop, both of you. What is wrong? It shouldn't end this way. Stuart, help me. It's no good. I can't lose another daughter. Hold on, Frankie. I'll help you. We'll beat him together. Yes! You stopped me. We've got him. Quick, Stuart. Help me get his stupid Nazi coat off. We have to destroy the pheromone gland before the Nazi man spiders pick up its scent. Well, that's strange. The pheromone gland isn't here. It's weird, but without the gland, 
or his hat and coat. Victor almost looks a lot more like... Stu. Stuart, mate. Why did you stab me? Dominic? What? When, when did you get back? We were just in the man-spider tunnels. Wait, no, I mean, we were writing in the flat. I didn't hear you come back. I thought, I thought you were someone else. I thought you were Victor. You were going to hurt Frankie. Man-spider tunnels? Well, Fra- Frankie isn't real. You weren't supposed to be real either. What? Not you, Dominic. I mean you, Victor von Fascist. You were just a metaphor. Victor von Fascist? That had better be a placeholder name, mate. <laughs> You chose me in the end. You saved me. I'm not sure I've saved anyone. (laughs) I think this might be the final adventure for both of us. But at least we tied that subplot up before the end. Sorry? You found out who my father really was all along. The final adventure of Frankie Fightwell was written by Chris Buxey, performed by Abigail Morgan, John Raymond and Tom Satter. The Foley was created and performed by Andrew Crane, Charlotte Bishop, Megan Barber, Alec Mills and Betty Smith. The music used was Burnt Spirit by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons. Part of WAP in your front room, this project was supported by Wandsworth Arts Fringe through the Wandsworth Grant Fund. Directed by Ellie Pitkin, this was a Blackshaw Theatre Company production. been listening to the blackshaw arts hour follow us on twitter at blackshaw update watch us on the instagrams at blackshaw theater like us on the facebook at blackshaw online and find all the things at blackshawonline.com.com